Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spooky Sundays. And boy, we've got a jam-packed studio tonight. We have got so many hot bodies in here that we are starting to sweat. We had to turn the air conditioning up. We did. We we turned it down, actually, so we get cooler. Uh, Yes, welcome to the show that's going to bring you all the paranormal gossip, pop culture stories and weird shit that happens around the world. Yes, I'm saying swear bombs. She's dropped an S-bomb and it's only 8 o'clock. I know. I'm, I'm being very naughty. That's because we've only got two shows. We've got two one, shows left. One for, after this. Yeah, one left for the year uh, after this one. And um, we've got some special guests in studio tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got, um, well, we've got our regular now. We can't say he's a special yeah, guest. I just, I just wormed my way in. Yeah, we, we quite Took like. over everything, just like everyone said I did. And they... <laughs> Oh dear, this this could be a very spicy show tonight, people. I'm just warning you. He's been at a uh, dance studio but I'm quite rehearsal lazy day. about it, so I don't talk about okay, it. Okay, okay. And he's going to America next week, so he doesn't care. <laughs> Let it burn. Hey, cousin Steve. Hello. How are you? And good. Now we've also got um, we've got a hanger honour there. We've got one who does not have a microphone in front of her, and uh, we like to refer to her as Bad Bar. Big Bad Bar. Big Bad Bar. <laughs> Bad, bad Bob. <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Bad Bob. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank oh. you for having me. Oh, well, we thought we'd better drag you in after we fed you this afternoon. So, uh, oh, look at that microphone. Look at the anxiety, noise. the anxiety of that very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Barb is one of our volunteers with Newcastle Ghost Tours and Frightfully Good. So uh, she's been out working and sweating her buns off over the weekend, oh, as yeah. has Cousin Steve and Renata and myself. But the extra special guest we have <gasps> is... Now, you've seen her making comments, and we've read them out during the show. And this <laughs> is Liz from Norfolk Island. Liz McCoy. Everyone say hello to Liz. Hello. Hello, Liz. <laughs> what a way. What a way. What a way. Now, uh, Norfolk Island is reported to be the most haunted island in the world. And we're going to be picking her brains later on to find out exactly why Norfolk Island is the most haunted island in the world. Because she's not regular folk. She's, She's Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> that's the a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. That is not regular folk. You should do yeah. that. You one should that's market that t-shirt. t-shirt. One that's yeah. printed with nice colours and bright and not <laughs> <laughs> off centre. For the tourists. And we aren't regular folk. We're of course, folk. we have a um, call-in, not a call-in, but a phone, text. not a text incident. You don't ring it, we won't answer it. A fetish. A fetish. Oh, God. <laughs> texting. We have a texting um, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. So if you Wasn't would like to in? ask Liz a question about Norfolk Island, 04, what's the number? <laughs> 
0490 And you'll be pleased to know that we do have the ABC of Mythical Creatures tonight. Oh, God. And we are up to the last letter of the alphabet. I'm glad to see the bad barb is clapping. Praise be the Lord. But we will, that's all I can say. We will have an extra special special mm. next week for our last one and we're going to do Krampus. Oh, Krampus. Krampus. Um, Yeah, so that will be next week. But um, I thought since we had so many guests in studio that we should do a radio play. Oh, God. Radio. And we are up to Z for zombie. So, um, yes, I I wrote out some detailed things for ChatGPT to write up a... a, Oh, my God. But I haven't let them see the script. Per usual, the script is hidden until the last moment and then I reveal it to them and they have to do a... uh, a bit of a cold read. Even poor old Liz with her brain bleed is going to have to do the best she can. But it's all right, Liz. We'll help you with the sound effects. I'm right. I'm sitting next to Bad Bar. Big Bad Bar. That's not a, not a good thing. Um, all right. So, Renata, do you have a story of the week for us? Of course I do. Are you going to repeat yourself three times? Absolutely. Excellent. It's been written by the mirror. Of course. <laughs> Mirror UK, thank you so much for all the beautiful information that you have given me uh, all this year and for the amount of times that I had to repeat myself because you were trying to create a uh, longer article than you should have. <laughs> so, And for her not proofreading it to realise that they've repeated themselves three times. Now... We have a story about the youngest paranormal investigator who is only eight years old and he talks to ghosts through a phone app. Now, if you go on to the Anna Renata uh, True Hauntings fans page, you'll see a picture of this little bloke. And his name is Bobby Horton and he's aged just eight years old and he claims to use a smartphone app to talk to spirits and ghosts following in the footsteps of other family members in investigating the paranormal now this was written just recently december the 4th by uh, jamie brassington good work jamie meet bobby horton this is the third one an eight-year-old who claims to be the uk's youngest (laughs) 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 that's a skull everyone tesla right there you are (laughs) Come on, you started. You've got to finish your story now. Take a breath. This is a bit bit rough to be wheezing this early into the show. No, she's gone. Do I need to? to no, so I've got cousin it, I've got Steve, it. you can read it. I got it. Bobby claims he can chat to ghosts using a mobile phone. Oh God, Jamie, you need to go back to school. Um, a mobile phone, uh, um, a mobile app on his phone, and follows in the footsteps of his nan and stepgrand. Stepdad, who run a ghost hunting group on Facebook. Bobby's nan, Teresa Hughes, and her age is 59, because that's important. And step-granddad, <laughs> Charlie Harker, 58, run Afterlife Paranormal. The young lad from up now. Blockswitch in Wal- Walsall hopes to continue his family's legacy in their quest for spirits. He even claims to have chatted with his late granddad, Terry Hughes, 59, through the Spirit Talker app. Bobby said, I like investigating the paranormal. My favourite part is probably speaking to my granddad. I use the app to do that. My granddad has come through sometimes. Good on you. Uh, Charlie revealed that Bobby has been exploring the paranormal for about a year and a half. That Using means when he was six and a half years old, he started, bless his soul, but only does light investigations. I don't know what light investigations. Is that like light beer or, or anything? He's in bed by eight. He is 
proper into it with ghost gadgets. Proper into it, he is. He's proper into it. Proper into it, he is. <laughs> with ghost gadgets and that. But he's not been on a proper investigation yet. He does his own little things, Charlie said. If we are out with him at the pub, as you do, we will want well, to I put... I take my eight-year-old <laughs> all the time. What? <laughs> they do in England. Um, he will want to put a ghost box on and he will call out things like that. He loves it. He loves it. He does, I, would, he loves I wouldn't it. say he gets freaked out. It is a light paranormal, not heavy, you know. He does try though. He has a little app. He's ooh, he uses that. It comes out with words basically. It's designed for spirits to manipulate the words and change them to the words they want to put out. What basically, is what's she doing? Listen to Dick Van Dyke here. <laughs> I would say I love Mary Poppins. <laughs> I would say he is one of the youngest paranormal investigators in the country. I have never known anyone his age that young doing it. Oh, you should How come to Australia. Dave Mansby, you. Yeah. Uh, Charlie and Teresa have carried out also um, live investigations at their house, including a range of equipment, and claim their home is haunted by a sinister spirit oh, called this? George. That's very sinister. Asked oh. what Bobby's mum, who is Teresa's daughter, makes of paranormal investigations, Charlie said, she's not really into it. She likes to think it is not real, like it is a different category of what Bobby's into. I would say she's on a bit on the sceptic side. She is not really a believer. She's a bit. Charlie added, probably <laughs> when Bobby's older when he's about nine, I can see him joining our investigations. I will be like his mentor. I'm a professional in this field. There you go. So what do you guys think of taking an eight-year-old on an investigation? And this hit home for me because I had an um, email this afternoon uh, from someone who uh, said... Uh, that their daughter, who is only eight years old, is really into ghost um, stories uh, and spooky things and would like to come on a ghost hunt. And um, I had to reply to her and say, I'm sorry, but we don't accommodate children as young as that on our tours. Um, and we probably get a, a handful of people who contact us every year and ask whether their young ones can come on tour with us. And uh, one of the things we always have to say is because of duty of care, um, we just cannot do that. Um, I personally believe that that is way too young. As, as many horror movies or whatever they watch, it's still not the same thing as coming on a paranormal investigation. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that a, an eight-year-old is old enough to contemplate and understand what's going on in a real investigative experience? We'll go to Liz. I've always wanted to come on a ghost tour. Oh, God. <laughs> But no, I don't believe an eight-year-old. I know people that have. <coughs> Dave Mann tells me that he's... I wasn't <laughs> suggesting it was Dave Mann. <laughs> <coughs> he sort of plays Charlie Charlie. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but do you allow children that young on Norfolk to go on the ghost tours? Not on the paranormal investigation, No. Uh, look, some of the places that I've been to that you have at Norfolk are terrifying. Mm. I can't imagine. Like, kids watch the TV shows and they think, yeah, this is really cool. I can do this. And just like they will watch Buzz Lightyear on Toy Story and think, I want to be an astronaut and I want to <laughs> soar around in a plane and I want to be like 
Woody and and lasso horses and and whatever, but the reality of the actually doing and being is very different to sitting in a comfortable lounge room and um, yeah, I can hear it too. I think it's your phone on the wires. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's not the same, and I have witnessed too many times. Uh, people bringing kids, claiming they are of the correct age. They're obviously not, and those poor children are terrified. They are terrified. Yep, absolutely terrified. And the other thing is that they're often surrounded by adults only, adults they do not know. And, we've and got even some though even though there's a parent there with them, it's not a, a really great... Um, you know, place to be. If you're there just with family um, and you're sort of out wandering in a cemetery or whatever, that's very, very different. I still wouldn't kind of recommend that. But coming on a tour where everyone else is an adult can be quite frightening in itself. I love Lisa's comment here. Some kids seem for far more mature than adults I've met. Oh, it's just pointing it. That, that is quite true. But I'm just, from our point of view and from what we do, we can never guarantee what kind of experience anyone's going to have. No, that's correct. Let alone the fact that where we spend the majority of our time is a jail. And adult themes are there. Adult themes. And, and you know, we're not telling people that ghosts exist or anything like that. Nope. The energies that are there are not necessarily ple- like clean, pure energies. Mm-hmm. When we've had younger people in there, we've had some quite disturbing things said about them. Ah, uh, yes. When you know they're there, and you can't sanitize that for no. a ch- for someone on a tour. No, like it's still. I yeah. still think it's very think it's different cool. watching something through a screen, knowing that there is a you can turn distance there. You can turn it off. You can walk away and get a, a drink and some chips or whatever, uh, and being on a site where this reality hits Definitely. you in the face. Um, we've got several people who are watching on YouTube at the moment. Oh, actually, there's 42. Uh, we, yes, we are live on YouTube. If you want to head over to the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page on YouTube, you can watch us there. I'm just trying to adjust my glasses so I can actually read the comments from here. Uh, I think it depends on the psychology and how they are as a person. Um, who have we got there? Uh, Fairy Dragon says Stash says too young. Bella says eight years is too young. Jody says she agrees. Xena um, at home, that is uh, different. Uh, and hello, Cameron, who's watching. He said, hi, boo. Oh, you too. Cooking was so fun. I still need to watch it all. <laughs> so tonight is part of our uh, 24 days of December Christmas challenge where we go live on YouTube every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is day 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our live for the day. Days. And somebody suggested we do some cooking. So we did. We did a show on devils on horseback. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Um, another point that we have to make just before we finish this whole thing about children uh, is that we also have to comply with the site Uh, regulations and we also have to pay insurance now um, we have to guarantee that all of our people that are on our tours and workers volunteers and us have um, working with children checks and uh, we also have to make sure that we provide a very safe environment which in this case 100 percent leads us not to be able to have children under the age of 16 on our tours so that is a 100 percent thing 
They will we, not be covered by insurance. And it's not allowed by the um, site management <coughs> as well. And when we have our 18 and over tours, uh, we can't guarantee that the people that we have on have had their working with children check because we aren't expecting to be working with any children. Mm. So uh, and that's... Your yeah. kid isn't special. Yes, they are. Just to, just to note out there for our parents, they're My special to you. special. But <laughs> just because you think your kid's special and amazing oh, doesn't mean people have to change the rules for them. Mm. Rules is rules. Rules is rules, mate. Mm. All right. Can, how can you get a working with children check for spirits? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they the have boys. No I don't think the boys at um, Maitland Jail had passed. No, they quietly. would not. Somehow. All right, we're going to head off to a song. We'll be back, guys, straight after this. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Wow, wow, mythical creatures, the ABC. Of just come up with their own theme sure. song, oh, Nobody's made me an, uh, a sweeper for that, so I've done my own. Welcome to the ABC of Mythical Creatures. It's that time of the evening that uh, Steve rubs his hands together in glee and Renata rolls her eyes. We are finishing up the alphabet tonight. Yes, we do have one more week left <coughs> next week, and it will be a special one called Krampus. Krampus. And tonight we are on the letter Z or Z. Did you know the Americans call it Z and we call it Z? Yeah. If do you, you know you why? Do a, I, why? I don't know. I'm oh, asking you. Okay, no. I don't know why. I don't need to know why. I just know. So I have got some riveting information about zombies for you in mythical Sorry, in, I got the second word wrong. In mythology and popular culture, zombies are typically depicted as reanimated corpses or mindless human beings. I think we know some of them. The origins of the zombie myth can be traced back to Haitian voodoo folklore, where it is believed that zombies are corpses that have been reanimated by a sorcerer for various purposes, often... Oh, purposes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you said various porpoises. Oh, that's cousin Steve. Back away, one. Flipper. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right, so what I didn't realise is that they were reanimated for the sorcerer's um, purposes as a form of punishment. They're being punished for being naughty people. In modern media, zombies are often portrayed in horror and fantasy genres. They are commonly depicted as craving human flesh, particularly brains, and they bite or scr- and their bite or scratch is often shown to transmit a virus or curse that turns the victim into a zombie as well. The modern interpretation was largely popularised by George A. Romero's 1968 film Night of the Living Dead. They're coming for you, Barbara. Bad bub. Bad bub. Bad bub. <laughs> Can we just put BBB on a T-shirt yeah, for it? Triple B. All right. Zombies have since become a staple of horror <laughs> fiction, appearing in countless movies, TV shows, books, video games, often as part of an apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic scenario. Just spat a tooth out. I there. did. <laughs> Oh, made my ovalay wobble. Uh, the concept of zombies have been used to explore themes like consumerism. Social decay and the breakdown of societal norms. Societal. Societal norms. Societal. Poor norm. He cops it all the time. Now, uh, as you know, I like to try and um, give you some 
a, a bit of a play, a bit of a story to uh, let you know. To educate, educate people. people. Edutainment, so it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to very, very quickly hand down to who's busy looking at friggin' memes. Take that. Take that. And take that. Robbie Williams, and take, take that. that. And we are going to commence. You will notice, ladies and gentlemen, that you have got your um, your parts have been highlighted. Now, the title of our play this evening is Zombie Shuffle, A Laugh in the Dark. I don't have dark. many lines. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Welcome to Zombie Shuffle, A Laugh in the Dark. In the year 2024, a bizarre virus has turned the world topsy-turvy, creating zombies with a peculiar craving for human extremities. <laughs> Mm, and brains. In this strange new world, four survivors navigate the chaos. Scene one, the survivors camp. We hear the sounds of a campfire crackling and night creatures. The moo-moo bush, my friends, is the key. Nature's cure for this madness lies in lavender, cinnamon, nutmeg and the sacred moo-moo. <laughs> Renata, your urban remedy sound like a fairy tale. You'll need real science, not folklore. Oh, excuse me. Let's focus on survival, not myths. I can ring up rig up some defences using just scrap metal and, well, anything really. We should consider all options. Survival is about adaptability and listening to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Scene two, a disagreement unfolds. Sounds of the morning in camp. We are wasting time! I purpose... Oh, no, wait. Propose a secure lib to research a cure. And ignore the healing gifts of nature. The moo-moo bush is rare, but I know it's out here. (laughs) Sorry, folks, but honestly... (laughs) Building a fortress... Sounds more practical than chasing after bushes or hiding in a lab. We're stronger together. Let's split up. Half search for the moo bush. Oh, shut up, Bob. <laughs> Big bad, Bob. Half build the fortress. Steve, you work on your research. Mm, yeah, yes. okay, okay. We're better together, but let's split up. Okay, scene three. The search for the moo bush. Sounds of trekking through the wilderness. Trek, 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 trek. The elders spoke of... Look, what you've picked. <laughs> All of our characters have a jet. I did. <laughs> oh, I'll let you know what I described the characters oh, as later. <clears throat> the elders spoke of the moo bush flourishing in hidden places. Hashtag sacred bush. We must be close. I'm here for protection And Barb, I've noticed you're quite the leader Thanks Liz, you're quite inventive yourself Scene four, love amidst chaos Oh my god (laughs) Liz, in all this madness, I've come to admire your strength And Barb you have a calmness I find comforting. Scene five, Steve's discovery. Eureka! I've made a breakthrough. Not a cure, 
but I could slow the virus. In six, the fortress is taking shape. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, my nail. Look at this. A fortress fit for zombie op- apocalypse. Kings and queens, that's us. Here's your Scene back. seven. The alien arrival. In a remarkable twist, aliens descend upon the earth. The stars have brought us hope. This is beyond any scientific explanation. Unbelievable. (laughs) Scene eight. The grand finale dance. Steve, I may need your help on this one. Our survivors, joined by their interstellar saviours, begin a joyous dance. They sing with all their might, expressing their newfound hope. (laughs) (laughs) Amidst the zombie chaos, our heroes found laughter. I've got lines, Renata. I've got lines. Amidst the zombie chaos, our heroes found laughter, love and unexpected allies. Remember, even in the darkest times, there's light and unity, the power of nature, the strength of human spirit. Until our next adventure, keep dancing through life's shuffle. First I was afraid, I was petrified. And that brings us to the end of our radio play. Well done, Drama. everybody. No. I was so impressed Drama. with all of you. So professional. I can't wait to see what everyone's comments are. I'm going to have to drag my microphone over here so I can see. Um, they're having way too much fun. If I come to Newcastle, can I be in one of your radio plays? Of course your you can. Your process is very hectic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I was going to find for them the chat GPT oh, that God. I used because, you know, I was chatting with my guests this afternoon and they were really revealing little bits of information about themselves. And I thought, Ooh. you know, to make this more real, I could actually pop this into... Renata revealed her boo bush. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is what I put into ChatGPT. You are a comedy writer and you need to write a 20-minute funny radio play about zombies. The play is set in the year 2024. A virus has mutated and is turning people into zombies who crave eating human fingers and toes and brains. They left that out. They said just extremities. Could be anything. You have four characters in your play. Renata, an ancient wise woman who believes that the zombie virus can be cured by using natural herbs like lavender, cinnamon, nutmeg and sacred bush called the moo moo. She is trying to convince the survives to go searching for the elusive moo moo bush. Steve, he's middle-aged, German <laughs> and a scientist. He thinks Renata is crazy and has no idea of what she's talking about. He tries to convince other survivors to ignore Renata and to lock themselves away in a science lab to find a cure. Liz, she's feisty, no-nonsense woman who is very much like MacGyver from the TV series. <laughs> she can create weapons out of scrap material to protect people from the zombies and is more interested in building a compound to protect the survivors. She also suffers from bad gas and stomach blow because she <laughs> can no longer get her medications to stop it from happening. Every now and then, gas will escape her bottom without warning Ooh. and everyone is embarrassed. Liz isn't embarrassed at all. She tends to swear a lot. Barb. She has earned the nickname Bad Barb. 
Because <laughs> she will do whatever is necessary to keep everyone safe. She is a natural-born leader. Others don't like her common sense and tend to argue with her. Bad Barb is always calm and answers them with respect and common sense. The play should be about these characters trying to survive in a zombie apocalypse. Um, I'd like to say my description of yeah, what to I write know. is longer yeah. than the bloody play. Um, uh, hang on. It should be about zombie plot. It should show how the characters are interacting with each other and their conflicts. There is a plot twist where Liz and Bar- Bad Barb fall in love. The, the final plot twists in the aliens land and save all the remaining humans. The characters show their thanks by doing a dance to We Will Survive and singing it at the top of their lungs. I will the narrator for the play is Anne. And that's all I said about myself. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, you let us know in the comments or send us a text to 0490-84886 and let us know if you would like me to create some more radio plays, maybe even pre-recorded with some sound effects next year. <laughs> We're going to head off to a song. We'll be back soon. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And this is one of our favourite segments apart from the ABC of Mythical Creatures. We did have a uh, problem with YouTube dropping out there. I apologise. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for sending through a super sticker. We will farewell Where's Cousin Steve with that. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, my battery on my camera went flat. I apologise, but I've got you on my uh, laptop. I've got you on my radar. Yeah, so this is the time of the evening. If you have a question about the paranormal, a question <laughs> for one of us here. <laughs> You've got the thing on your head. People can't see it because the microphone's in the road. Um, yeah, you can text that through to 0490 and we have loads of questions that have come in already. And our first one is from Jessica all the way from America. Go to bed, Jessica. <laughs> no, but this, she's actually sent this through last Monday. Oh, so Jessica, bless at, you. At seven minutes past one in the morning. Steve. I caught it. Um, Jessica here, and you are all great. With the experiences you both have had, is it possible for a spirit to follow a person? Um, Well, we've certainly heard a lot of stories where it seems to have been possible. Uh, People have talked about not only moving house to house and spirits following them, uh, but also spirits following them home from paranormal investigations. Uh, and they seem to have a loss of their own personal character and someone else seems to sort of come through them. Ooh. So there are certainly many stories that talk about um, come people, anywhere you can. people being, I guess, from want of better come word, possessed, <laughs> possessed by somebody else um, or another entity or energy uh, after being to places. I don't think you necessarily have to go to somewhere that is haunted. You could pick one of these little creepy things up at your local pub. Oh, too many jokes. (laughs) All right, sorry, I'm just trying to read some questions here. Um, We do have our Christmas card challenge going on at the moment and thank you to those people who have sent some through. We truly appreciate it. If you would like to send us a Christmas card, even if it arrives 
after Christmas, we don't care because we are desperate for your attention. And if you do pick up a creepy thing at the local pub, a couple of pills will sort that out. <laughs> Maybe a cream. Or a yeah. paper bag. Yeah. Um, so this, I've just popped the uh, address onto the YouTube Live. It is Anne and Renata, P.O. Box 2285, Danger, D-A-N-G-A-R, and then NSW, which is for New South Wales, 2309 Australia. Uh, and we have had several cards and I did notice Shane asked did we get the Christmas card we still have one more that we've got to open at home and I haven't been to the post box for three days Steve is playing with the hand as you do ever and after I've been watching and wondering where he's going to put it next I'd hate to think I've used it as a bra <laughs> yes we've, got, we've done that Janet Jackson cover <laughs> uh, Matt would like to say that he loves your spirit Fingers, Steve. Thank you, Matt. All right. So many have said that, haven't they, Steve? Yes. <laughs> many have written home to talk and about that. Shell's Bells, fingers. thank you so much. Beautiful. Really appreciate it. Um, all right. So, sorry. Do we have questions. another question? Yeah, sorry. Questions. I forgot what I was doing. Stop getting distracted. And the next question, believe it or not, is from the USA as well, from oh. Mandy from Utah. I Handy, haven't heard. Mandy. <laughs> I haven't heard anyone saying this about Cousin Steve. I love him. He's a fabulous addition to your team. Fabulous. Oh, He's leaving us. Yeah. I've been around for a while. He's you leaving going us. To Utah. He's going to America. Yeah, there you go, Mandy. He's on his way over. Start my solo career. Um, we've also got... Uh, What's going on, guys? Big fan. Love you guys and love it when you guys are on Isaac Butterfield's Devil's Advocate. Wow. And also, I would like to add, when will you guys be going back with the Isaac Butterfield? Oh, We'd be surprised. Isaac again. Mm. Oh, you just never know. It. You just never know. really soon. Oh, I've got a, I could smell something. I, I, get a, I get a funny feeling. Maybe I'm... I can smell a I can smell a stick. Stick something stinky in yeah, the wind. Stinky. Something stinky in the wind. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually going to reach out to a couple of you um, because I may need your help. So if you live in Newcastle and you are a fan of Isaac Butterfield, please email me. It's Anne A W N E at ozparatech, I'll see if I can put that address up for you, um, dot com. And I, I need this in the next day or two, not next week. So if you're listening to this a bit later, it will be too late. <laughs> if you're listening to this in 2026, it'll be <laughs> right out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just, just email me and let me know if you are a believer in the paranormal. And the believer in I'm Isaac. a believer. Or, oh, I'm just going to delete that email address. <laughs> we don't need that one anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, just just email anne at ozparatech.com. mail address. And you do have to be local. <laughs> yes, I know. Unfortunately, you do yeah. have to be local. You do this. have to be local for this. Uh, so, um, all right, so that's that. Stay tuned is the answer. Mm, yes. All right, we're up to Yindyamara. How are you? Hello, Yindy. Do ghosts give us privacy in the shower? Oh, oh. that's a question everyone would like. I reckon they say yes, they do. Do, but they don't. <laughs> I reckon they're pervy. 
Well, I have rules in my house. I actually tell them that uh, they are welcome to be in our special room, which is the seance room, not the red room. And they're not allowed in the bathroom or our bedrooms. Mm-hmm. They can go anywhere else in the house. They're like they've got rules like Nick and Jessica Simpson had on their reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that worked out for them. That was years ago, yes. wasn't it? Yes, was at least ten years. Turn ago? of the millennium, that was. Wow. Yeah. Better times. Yep. Uh, all right. Another question, uh, Lisa. What differences have any of you noticed in how spirits engage from different cultures or time periods? That's a big question. Lisa likes the big questions. So I'll read it again. What differences have any of you noticed in how spirits engage from different cultures or different time periods? Now, I'm actually going to throw this to Liz because Liz has different cultures on Norfolk Island and also you have different layers of history. So do you notice anything about spirits from different cultures engaging with you in different ways or different time periods? Yes, we have apparently picked up different people speaking through spirit boxes, etc. Um, I think the New Zealand girls, the hags, they heard someone on a German submarine. Oh, wow. Haunted Auckland girls. The haunted Auckland they are girls. Very lost. The hags. The they're they're yeah. coming to Salem, New England with us. Oh, well, we thought we were going they to America. They are very, very angry in this tub. <laughs> and yes, on Norfolk, of course, we have our own language, so... We do pick up a lot of Norfolk language. Hmm, which is interesting because you don't get a lot of radio signal out your way. You do have a radio station. Do they hey, get... Ra- oh, no, we actually have two now. Oh, do oh, you? stepped up. Look wow. at you, your yeah. fancy eyebrow. Well, I'd like to say we've been interviewed by one don't of them. Don't talk about my eyebrow. <laughs> You've got a fancy eyebrow, lady. <laughs> it's <Same>. drooped. <laughs> I love it. I haven't actually noticed any difference. Do they actually um, talk to you differently? Like when you sort of experience someone who may be speaking Norfolk or um, someone who is from a different culture, do they approach the whole thing differently? Do you get a different vibe from them than someone who is speaking English or not? Because I personally haven't felt anything different at all. What was it like when we were in Romania and we were talking um, there? It still seemed to be really the same. Well, for me, energy is energy. Mm. Um, So if they're a different language or different time zone, um, if the intention is there behind your words of what you are trying to ask them, uh, it should come across to them. They should be able to understand what it is that you are asking. Mm. It's like having a babble fish in your ear, a babel fish, you know, from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It just interprets for you. Mm. I have a very, I have an interesting thing that I just found from one of the investigations that we did at. Um, uh, Work with me here. We've got to go to a song. So you think think about about it. it. And uh, we'll report back on that after this. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And it's going to be a very quiet session for this one. No, it's not with you crazies in the booth. Can I finish my thought from previously? Yes, please. Tell us your thought. Okay, we're talking about, you know, different... Our spirits from different times, etc., communicating. Language is a really interesting thing because we were at Tomago House one night and we were using Spirit Talker um, and it was 
on flight mode for anyone that's going to come in and go, yeah, 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 geolocation, yeah, I like to spoil everyone's fan. And the word, fudgel. Okay, what? Fudgel. Fudgel. Does anyone know what fudgel means? Because Bronwyn was with us. Bronwyn was there that night. Um, and I was like, fudgel, what does fudgel mean? So I got on old Google. Oh, sorry. Fudgel means it's an 18th century word pretending to work when you're not actually doing anything at all. Oh. oh I could be good at that. Like we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> we're fudgling. Well, but we do this for fun. We don't get paid to do this. However, if anyone would like to, we won't say no. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I will fudgle often. And we had um, we had the first sleepover at the residence. We had the, what's it called here? Torture device. The, you're speaking to the market. The, the <laughs> fork. What was it called? It was about the torture device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really weird Dave word. will be able to tell me. What's, Dave, what's the torture device? Something fork. It was something, uh, it's like a d- torture device, which is like a small fork that kept you from putting your head down. Yeah. And it came through on Spirit Talker again. Yes. When it was on flight mate. Yes. All right, I've I've worked out what Daisy was going on about now. They think that Renata has a doppelganger and they keep seeing her poke the head around the corner there. It's Liz. That's Liz from Norfolk. <laughs> but it's okay because she's I'm not sorry. a regular folk. So I'm this is sorry, Liz. this is either oh, a big sorry. insult to Liz or a compliment to Renata. I'm not quite oh. sure. <laughs> she's Norfolk. You get the bleeding sorry, eye, br- bleeding brain eyebrow now. Yeah, sorry, yeah poor Liz had to look after us in Norfolk, and she whacked her head on something, and she actually ended up with concussion. <laughs> I think somebody whacked my head, <laughs> and she she actually ended up with a little bit of a brain bleed What's happening. The spirit. Or was it because of too many spirits? Mm. I won't incriminate myself to say. <laughs> yeah, so I we think we all had a brain bleed that <laughs> that was a difficult trip, wasn't it? It was full of activity. It took us Paranormal. weeks to get over that. Anyway, we're being quite fundulacious. <laughs> are we over it yet? Yeah, we are. No, I'm not. I don't know if I'll ever be. Next question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Liz, we've got uh, Norfolk Island. You've got several layers of history in Norfolk, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, so people won't know why it would be a haunted island. Because uh, they probably don't know about the convict history, so could you just give us a little bit of a rundown of, I'd like a quick one, of uh, the the historic ruins and you, ruins ru- ru- like ruins, quick. and you, it's actually a world heritage site, isn't it? It, it is, is a world heritage site. Why? Yes. Tell us. Well, it's um, the leader of the Australian convict trail. That's how. We have the World Heritage Site. There are 11 sites listed as the Australian Convict Trail. If Norfolk hadn't accepted, Australia wouldn't have it. But, of course, Australia have taken us over now. They own us. You're now an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you don't say that to a Norfolkian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm right here right now. They're not regular folk. They're not regular folk. I'm just going to keep saying this. There's a T-shirt in that. And we're here to Solon. The waddy waddy? We're here to Solon. Right. Okay. She wants to care to solo. I think she said. <laughs> We're here to solo. She's got a bit of a New Zealand accent happening there. Here to Salon. Mm-hmm. Mm. What does that mean? Something offensive. We probably. don't like people. <laughs> 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 See previous conversations. Steve's coming with us next time. I think I'm from Norfolk Island. Oh, I just yeah. didn't know it. Because mm. okay. I'm not regular. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you haven't got good enough internet for me. I'm sorry. What are the what no, are the most don't. what are the most haunted sites on the island? Oh well, um, we I think everywhere you go, you can find some sort of spirit lingering. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the I think it was the 1930s, there was gentlemen there doing the paranormal phenomenon on Norfolk Island, being some of the highest listed anywhere. Wow, 1930. 1930. What was his name? Oh, God, I've got brain bleed, Renata. I'll I'd look it up for yeah, you. I'd Do love you, to you know. Any documentation I'm, on that? I have oh, it on my phone if you'd like me to read oh, somehow. Oh, that would be yeah. fascinating. Oh, now I've got to get off YouTube. <laughs> no, well, it's okay. We can actually get to that later on if you want. Mm. We'll do that. Um, but they've got... A lot of the uh, original buildings there, particularly on Quality Row, they've got the um, commanders' houses and the, the the important people lived on Quality Row. Mm-hmm. But they've still got part of the prison there mm-hmm. and um, the old hospital buildings. Yeah, and of course, you know if they misbehaved up here in Newcastle, they would be sent to Norfolk Island. Yes, and vice versa. Oh. Some of them came back from Norfolk Island After here when they, closed, yeah, when they yeah. closed it down And as back well. to Cockatoo Island and yeah. Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That killed the conversation. We just all stopped in our tracks, mm. didn't we? Well, I'm trying to look up this. Cockatoo? Feral Does cock. anyone have any questions for Liz about Norfolk Island? And we have found that there are some very... Um, Spiritual, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but gifted people who can see the spirit world mm. from Norfolk. From yeah. Norfolk. And <laughs> Do you think it's because of the isolation of the island, though? Because that's, that's where you are 24 sevs. You don't go out and interact with the wider world. You're yeah. a bit more in tune with it. We're surrounded by yeah, ocean. Surrounded I think by it's it. amplified. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it's carried in the blood as well because a lot of them are descendant from the Pitcairners, yeah? Yes, the mutineers and their Tahitian lovers. Yes. So we all know they're spiritual people. Yeah, and you all heard the mutiny on the bounty. Um, Liz is a direct descendant of one of them. She's a mutant. (laughs) The real McCoy. The real McCoy. You must get so sick of that. Yeah, she, she's too busy on TikTok, I think. Now, look, um, we have got a couple of songs to go to. There was one more question. I think we can do another one before we head off. And this was uh, Jody Music. Hello, Jody. Jody Music. This is our third one from America. Come on, Aussies. When, why are you guys texting us? Um, no questions here, just Jody. Uh, sorry, Jody here. Just wanted to compliment Steve on his interpretive dancing, safe travels to the US, cousin Steve. Oh, So, whereabouts in the US are you going to? Dancing. I'm going to um, visit my good friends in uh, rural, rural, I guess you would call it, rural upstate New York, so in Auburn. And it's actually a um, very historical place, too. It's where Harriet Tubman was born and where the Underground Railroad started. So history abounds. Um, there's some little spooky sites there too, which I'm going to try and get my little nose in <laughs> to see if I can, you know, snoot about and get some content for us all to have a little look at. Somewhere different, somewhere unique, somewhere nice, different. Nice, unusual. Different, unusual. Uh, and hi, Sky, how are you? She was saying that Dave Trader did a thing on this um 
this cue in his 60 recently. So Dave Trader does uh, Paranormal 60 and uh, he covers a lot of different topics on there and he has been uh, promoting our podcast as well. So thank you so much, Dave. True Hauntings Podcast. Thanks, for you Dave. people who don't know. Um, all right. I've got another couple of questions there. We might come to those uh, after the break, mm-hmm. but we'll head off to song. This is where we go do a wee walk we'll and we're going to say join. goodbye to our uh, live followers who are following us on YouTube live at the moment. If you want to check that out later, head over to Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good. And we'll be back after this one. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome back to the second hour of Spooky Sundays with the gang. And of course, you know what time it is. It is... Oh, sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Yeah, you did. I was trying to, Steve was trying to move his microphone. It was sorry. making a noise, so You're I was very trying to mute him. Steve's... Oh, it's Uncle... St- uh, it's cr- uh, <laughs> cousin Steve's. It's Uncle Barry's wet weekend. Don't <laughs> yes. talk about my father like that. <laughs> I've got Uncle Barry. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what it's like when you mix up the Rillos? It's Cousin Steve's Creepy Corner. Yes, hello everyone, you creepy little crumpets. Welcome to the Creepy Corner where we dig the dirt on paranormal the pop culture world. Mm. Look at those peas popping. Aren't we glad we've got a, a muff? Yes, the muff. To cover my, my pea popping. Yes, because otherwise yes, the uh, microphone would be dripping. So we've, we've had a quite a journey in the last couple of weeks. We've oh, gone modern, we've journey. gone old school, we've journeys. gone new school. This week I'm going to turn uh, the, the creepy corner into a little bit of a conversation about uh, morality. And a conversation about mental health. Does morality <laughs> exist in ghost hunting? <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy, this is what I want to so This is a red hair in this one. Obviously, <laughs> we have all been taken over by the disease that is TikTok and hours upon hours of doom scrolling, even when you're online. <laughs> yes, doing even a when radio I'm show like the person next to me is. <laughs> With 4,000 oh, pound try seals. That two people that are next to you, either side of you, they're both at it. No, she's on a different app. That's all good. <laughs> but she's on Spirit Talker. Yeah. She's trying to connect with Sapna, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, professional nature. We're, so we're going to talk a little bit about the rise of Paratalk or Paranormal Investigation TikTok or anything to do with the paranormal world. Now, obviously like any social media once it takes off there are seven thousand million different branches of and yes. paranormal talk is is big yes yeah? it is uh it's ranges from people telling ghost stories to people examining security footage to mm-hmm. to duets you know, like we do yeah duets mm-hmm. to you know and um, priests yeah, coming evidence. on there's but even a priest who yes. comes and does duets on paranormal yeah. tiktok so, what I want to Priest talk to you talk. about is... Would they come on? Priest <laughs> One of the more popular... Um, more popular... that went viral a little while ago. And it was an account that was called... Or is called, more accurately... Dude, my house is haunted. Yes, Steve. I'm listening to That's you. That's all right. I can, I'm a professional. I can so keep am going. I. Yeah. So, uh, the account originally um, opened up with a single post mm. saying that we heard of a woman's voice in our house. <laughs> yeah. Cut to 
millions upon millions of Cutting followers couple. and views watching this 60-year-old man, only known as H, right. documenting <laughs> an extreme haunting if we are to believe what right. we are seeing. Oh, right. is that the fellow with his wife that um, they so, put up all this evidence? So this, yeah, this guy mm-hmm. alleges that he was nearly killed by one of the spirits in his house as yeah. soon as he moved in. Mm-hmm. But the more interesting conversation that's opening up about it now, because people have pieced together bits and pieces from the TikTok stream and made a documentary Oh, called The Demonic Rise of Dude, My House is Haunted. <laughs> Dude, My House is Haunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a man driven to breaking point. Mm-hmm. So instead of actual paranormal activity, they're questioning whether this is actually a mental breakdown. <laughs> that we're watching. That we're watching. In real time. And in you real said time. he's in his 60s? Yeah. Uh-huh. Give or, you know, the onset of something <laughs> that yep. may not be paranormal. Mm-hmm. And where the ethical boundaries lie with that, because... You know, there are there are certain codes of conduct that we all have to abide by on social media. We've all been flagged in them before for yes. various projects that we, we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where does the line get drawn for someone's safety and mental health if they truly believe that they're having a paranormal encounter mm-hmm. that is then placing them in danger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are all voyeurs and we love watching other people fall apart. Uh, that's just the way it is. And that's what gets TikTok clicks. So so should TikTok get involved, though? Absolutely. Should Why TikTok can't humans just work it out themselves? I'd because the bigger argument on the page is whether what he's, do- what he's seeing, what he's experiencing is paranormal, mm-hmm. not what is actually going on with this gentleman because... Mm-hmm. If he truly believes he's haunted, then, you know, he, he's haunted, whether we tell him he is yeah, haunted or not. that's his belief. Whether he is manifesting that or creating that and then using it as content mm-hmm. to back up his mental state is another question. Mm-hmm. We experience that a lot with people that come and tell us, oh, I've got this, that, upside down worlds and rooms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We can only believe what people tell us yeah. and what they show us. Yeah. But how reliable of a narrator is TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It always comes down to what um, is. Some of these platforms are allowing people to really get away with really awful stuff. Yeah. And some of these platforms are really allowing people to get away with mental health issues that should be treated in a, pro- pos- <laughs> in a positive way, so that these people's lives can still be intact, rather than it being a shit show for everybody else to watch and it's there permanently now like it's out in the universe and Mm. like we talked about a couple of weeks ago we were talking about sam and colby yep they got arrested because they were breaking the law and documenting themselves breaking the law Mm -hmm. yeah for their channel and that becomes evidence evidence. used in court that's Mm -hmm. evidence that is admissible in court yep Mm -hmm. so if say this man harms himself or someone else yep are TikTok liable? Yeah, who is liable for mm. that? It'll probably be forgotten, and he will be forgotten within a day because they'll find somebody else then to take viral and take to the next level. And that's that's the horrendous thing that we as humans are teaching each other, that we are really not worth anything 
in, unless we're getting a kick out of it. Yeah, or fads or likes or, or follows. Fans, or, yeah, or now, as you know, I have a, a ghost hunting equipment store called, called Ozparatech. Ozparatech. Uh, yes, they do after pay. I get people ringing me up quite often uh, wanting equipment that they can speak to the dead. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be asking me to recommend equipment to them so they can talk to their grandmother or talk to their son. And I get quite concerned, and it's not my place to judge who buys what for what use. I, I can't um, filter that out. And I had a, a quite a disturbing one the other day who said they'd been diagnosed with a psychosis and the doctors had got it all wrong and they wanted a spirit box so they could talk to the... And my, my head is pounding. I'm going, what do I do here? Mm. How, how do I deal with this? Um, and I just I have to say to them, look, none of this is uh, definitive proof that you can talk to the other side. I can't say that everything that comes through these this equipment is mm-hmm. going to be ghosts, and you do have to be mindful. Um, who who holds the responsibility? Would that be if she harmed herself or he harmed himself? Would that be my responsibility because I sold it to them knowing they had that issue? Mm-hmm. Who holds the responsibility? It's a really murky area because social media is so new Mm. i think we're probably a court case or two away from you know Mm. seeing exactly what where where the parameters lie but for every like seemingly real because there's a lot there's millions of these accounts out Mm. there now that Mm. have haunted stuff and some of it is really compelling some of it you're like wow how did that happen but for every one of those there's fake ones Mm -hmm. that people you know yeah it, yeah. Especially this modern age, it's very easy to learn how to do that now. And we've heard recently of cases where paranormal investigators uh, have got involved with people who do have mental health conditions where they think that there is something going on that isn't going on and they have ended up taking their own life. Mm-hmm. And uh, social media gives that gives them an audience they wouldn't necessarily have yes. otherwise. It makes the, them feel important. The yeah. strange thing is, and I know we've got to go to a song, the strange thing is that we seem to be banned or... Um, Shadow blocked band, or blocked <laughs> for the weirdest, smallest things, and yet these platforms allow some of the grossest things to still stay on. So, how does that work? I've opened the can of worms. Sorry, you have. Mm. You have. All right, Renata, you're going to throw us to a song. Yes, we are heading to a song, and we will be right back. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And as we have our wonderful guest Liz from Norfolk Island here, uh, we're going to head back to her now because uh, you were talking before, Liz, about a ghost hunter who actually came out to Norfolk Island in in the 1930s. Yes. And uh, he left some information about what he had found there way back when. That's almost 100 years ago. So I'd love to hear uh, a little bit about that. Yes, well, I'm um, lucky enough to be shared with this information was shared with me by Mr Shane Quintal. Um, His name was Harry Llewellyn Williams and he was some retired Indian police after First World War. And he actually listed 36 psychic happenings um, or recorded them whilst visiting Norfolk for three months. And he... um, One of them I'll read out to you now. Dated the 20th of July, 1939, 
Julia Quintal was engaged to be married to Mr Gilbert Adams but died on the day fixed for the wedding and was buried in her wedding dress. Oh, boy. Later, Mr Adams married Elizabeth Quintal and not long after the marriage, when the couple had retired to rest, both of them saw Julia standing at the foot of their bed attired in her wedding dress. Oh, judgment, muchly. Both recognised Julia and have assured me that this incident is true. Now, he states at the bottom of these listings, the Norfolk Islanders are a physically gifted people and claim to see apparitions and they discuss them, but some with hostile bias regard such things as snares of the devil. For this, their religion, their religious teachers are responsible. I have notes recorded after injury from the parties um, concerned of upwards of 30 such cases. Wow. Wow. Mm. It's a hotbed, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> hotbed. Because they're not regular folk there. We're not. <laughs> they're not <laughs> we also, um, I don't know if you, many of you have heard of Raw Island or Sunday Island. Um, oh, Chocolate Sunday Island? Just above New Zealand, the Kermadec Group. And it was an active volcano. So there was the Bell family that tried to settle there, but the volcano kept going off. Oh, how dare it. Did they sacrifice a virgin? Well, there is the book called The Crusoes of Sunday Island, and it tells you all about their life there. But one of the boys, Royal Sunday Bell, was actually educated there. During First World War, they realised that because of the botanical side of things he had learnt from visitors on the island. He was good at photography as well as taxidermy. But the Norfolk Islanders were very religious and the loss of life that incurred on Norfolk. Roy Bell actually flew with the Royal Flying Corps in England as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And whilst he was in England, of course, he learnt the paranormal favourite of mine, table tipping or Victorian science. Mm. Returning to Norfolk Island, many of the families that were so religious couldn't believe that this loss of life could have incurred. How did God let this happen? Yeah. So Roy, as he was named, not um, by the islanders, Roy Bell, he actually um, performed this table tipping and was enabling these people to make contact with their loved ones. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, I wish more people could see that the, there is healing mm-hmm. um, for grief um, through these sorts of seances and, and work like that. And so often they're just told it's works of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it's in the Bible. We had we did get some quotes the other day. But you've got to remember... I can quote you the Bible if you like, Anne. The, the Bible has been rewritten many times to suit the ruler at the time. Oh, people don't like talking about that, you do they? It's like a choose-your-own-adventure of religion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got some questions for Liz. Uh any experiences with elemental spirits on the island? Elemental spirits? Yeah, earth, wind, fire, spirit, small spirit, yeah, but 
you know, the, the elements. Can you see my arm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah look, that has I, I know from our last visit. I wish you'd talk pre- into the microphone, Steve. I've projected. Our, our previous visit um, to the last one, we were speaking to some of the locals and they talk about their connection to uh, their land mm-hmm. and their little plot of land and how they look after the spirits that are on that particular area of land um, and are quite humbled by the fact that they know that they are there to protect the land and so they um, pay homage to them. So so are there any uh, entities on the island that were never human that you are aware of? That were never human? That were never human. Well, that depends. A lot of people will tell you that they've seen their cat come back after passing away. Okay. Poor pussy. Pussy Poor pussy. Pussy comes back. Yeah. The revenge of the pussy. <laughs> the revenge of that the pussy. That was bad, Bob. Bad, Bob. Bad, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, I, I think probably not earthly, I should say. Not of the earth. Not zombies. No, we'll see. They were humans. So right. kind of like what is believed to be around Hanging Rock. Yeah, and, and that like kind of weirdness. And what's yeah. what's in the basement of Lep Castle? Yeah. That sort of elemental, mm. as they call no, them. The, all the ghost stories or um, experiences that people have shared with me have been human. Mm-hmm. Or animal. Excellent. All right, another question. Mm-hmm. Was Norfolk Island populated before White English? Well, it was um, used as a stopover place for Polynesians. We do know that the Polynesians were there well we first thought around um, 16 to 1700 but at the beginning of this year it was found that the Polynesians actually had a site on Mount Bates our highest peak on Norfolk Island back at around 1200 BC so at the time the Polynesians were actually settling a lot of the Pacific Islanders Mm -hmm. uh, islands as such even New Zealand Mm. wow that, cool. that adds, what, another 400, 500 years? Yeah. Um, mm. The Australian Museum actually did an archaeological dig on the site mm-hmm. about the mm. beginning of this year. Yeah. Cool. We have a message from Sky for Steve. <gasps> well done on your professionalism under hectic giggles, cousin Steve. Love your segment. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm like Tracy Grimshaw, but I... I don't dress in shoulder pads. Mm. Oh, and there's Maxine with a picture of us with the butzers. Mm. Oh, love it. Love it. Who's that on the end? Oh, there's Tracy's, you, Renata. Tracy's been on a diet. She's well, lost weight. Kelvin Ada, so. yeah. That's a great picture, Maxine. Love it. Uh, all right. Um, Got to stop is it, is it time, yes, Renata? Yes, it is time for a song. We I don't know the aircon's working in yeah. here. I'm just saying, I'm boiling. We will be back in just a minute or two. Like don't Ireland. go anywhere. Am I pressing the right button here? I'm not sure. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, I'm going to go to a a bit of a story now. And uh, this is taking us back to um, Borley Rectory. (gasps) Borley Rectory in England which is supposed to be probably one of the most haunted sites uh, in the country. And this is about a saga of England's most haunted house plagued by phantoms, including the ghost that slapped a child's face as she slept. 
So, one summer night in 1929, the Daily Mirror journalist V.C. Wall waited with a photographer in the woods behind Borley Rectory in Suffolk. Sounds like they're stalking. Here in the grounds of the most haunted house in England, they did not see the ghostly nun or the spectral, eerily silent coach and horses reported by others. But they did spy a light in the rectory. When someone went inside to investigate, no light was visible. Yet outside, Wall and the photographer could still see it. Hello. On the 11th of June 1929, the psychical researcher Harry Price read Wall's first two reports on Borley and within hours, the most famous era in the rectory's haunted house had begun. Keeping watch with Price the next evening, Wall was certain that he saw the nun moving towards a stream in the garden. Soon after dark, soon after dark, a red glass candlestick whizzed past their heads and shattered against an iron stove. Pebbles and slate bounced down the stairs. Servants' bells rang on their own and keys shot simultaneously from two different doors. More than one brisk dash upstairs failed to reveal a human prankster in the rectory, which was at this time occupied by the Reverend Guy Smith. I hate having a prankster in my rectory. (laughs) Continue. I told you I'd get her again. <laughs> Steve, you're doing so well. Borley Rectory had been built in 1862 to 1863 and occupied by two previous vicars, both of the Bull family, before Smith took up residence in 1929. I, I, I even more hate a vicar in my rectory because <laughs> the church just moving around. It was erected on the site of... <laughs> <laughs> he was what now? The rectory was erected on the site of at least two previous dwellings. Happens every Sunday. In 2001, local antiquarian Paul Kemp claimed that ghostly activity had been reported as early as 1819, with the nun allegedly sighted in 1836. From 1863, the large family of the Reverend Henry Dawson Bull were disturbed by the sound of rushing water in the house. Which had neither mains water was nor interior Russian? pipes. Was it vodka? Sorry, Russian water. Bells which rang even after wires were cut, rappings, crashes Yo. and heavy footsteps in empty areas of the building. In my rectory. Initially, much of this centred, as so often in poltergeist cases, on a young daughter, Ethel, oh, whose daughter was shingled out for rapping each night and who... or singled out... <laughs> She was shingled out. Oh, uh, uh, Dad. She was in pain? She, she went up to the roof and she got shingled out in the rectory. You don't <laughs> say her enough. Which I think is just as well as Steve's last one for the year. <laughs> I don't think Renata's going to cope. It's She's like, gone. It's like Cluedo. She's gone. That was Ethel. She got shingled out in the rectory. <laughs> After it was erected. With a vicar. With the Russian water. <laughs> She's nearly finished. Come We're on. talking about Ethel. Young Ethel. Whose door was singled out for wrapping each. Yo. <laughs> and who once had her face slapped as she lay in bed. In 1886, a new nursemaid, Elizabeth Byford, initially made light of the supposedly haunted room allotted to her, but around two weeks later, she woke at midnight to the sound of slippered feet outside her door. (laughs) 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 Notice. Oh, Lord. 
he won't help us. That easy, is it? The Bohr family, in contrast, clearly did not scare easily. The first Henry Bohr kept up his duties. (laughs) (laughs) He would not pause. In May... (laughs) 1892, and was immediately succeeded by his son, Henry Foisterbull, who held the living until he died in June 1927. Henry Foister seemed outwardly to have been a jovial, energetic figure who liked <laughs> running between church and rectory in sermon days. <laughs> He's got a running rectory. That sounds painful. <laughs> he does not sound like the kind of person fond of imaging, ima- imagining <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> And the same probably went for his dog, Juvenal. Uh, Yet out in the garden one day, the retriever began howling and cowering at something behind the fruit trees. Following the dog's gaze, uh, Bull saw a pair of legs. (laughs) Hey! When these moved out of cover of the foliage, the body was seen to be headless. Do you reckon they were the Razzmatazz legs from the 80s? Oh, Oh, Razzmatazz! In my rectory. Uh, Oh, Razzmatazz! crossed the garden and walked clean through a locked gate. This younger Reverend Bull also saw the notorious ghostly coach of Borley drawn by two horses and driven by a headless coach. Give me 50 push-ups. Oh, wrong coach. Intriguingly, <laughs> this coach seems often to have been silent when seen and invisible when heard. On another occasion, Bull heard hoofs and heavy wheels on the road behind For him. hoofs? Stepping in to let the vehicle pass, he heard it rush by and saw nothing. Though the noise gradually diminished and could be heard dying away in the distance. On the 28th of July 1900, the young Ethel and Frieda Bull were returning to the rectory Frida from Bull. a summer, summer party. <laughs> she better be careful. Might run her over. Emerging from the trees onto the lawn, they saw a female figure which bow, with bowed head, dressed entirely in black in the garb of a nun. It appeared to be gliding rather than walking. After watching her for some time, the girls took her to be a ghost and became intensely frightened. Oh, intensely frightened. One ran in to fetch their sister, Elsie, who Elsie, responded, Elsie. What nonsense, I'll go and speak to it. <laughs> Since she ran across uh, she ran across the lawn only to have the nun turn and face her for a few seconds before vanishing into thin air. <laughs> in autumn 1927, a travelling carpenter, Fred Cartwright, Hello. saw the nun four times in two weeks. He was not Local to the area had never heard the Borley ghost stories and on each occasion assumed the figure to be alive. His suspicions were aroused only mm, on his aroused. fourth sighting when the woman inexplicably disappeared from view. In the autumn of 1928, the Reverend Guy Smith and his wife Mabel moved into Borley. <laughs> The couple had no children. When cleaning out the Smart house, decision. Mabel discovered a brown paper parcel mm. and on unwrapping it found herself looking uh, at a sock. small human skull. Oh. This was presently buried in the churchyard by her husband. Alone in the house shortly after, Guy was crossing the landing outside the notoriously haunted blue room when mm-hmm. he heard whispering Not the red room. rising to form the audible pleading words, Don't, Carlos. Don't. And where's my tiny head gone? <laughs> First steps. Footsteps were heard in the rectory. So often that one day Guy Smith leapt out from behind a wall with a hockey stick to strike Boom. the intruder. <laughs> only to find himself slicing thin air. Bells again rang on their own and the servant Mary Pearson twice saw the phantom coach speeding by. So it was that in June 1929, less than a year into their residence, a Smith 
Smiths themselves contacted the Daily Mirror. Smith would be present on the night when Price and Wall were mysteriously showered with pebbles and slate. That same summer, the Smiths moved out into lodgings and in October 1930, Borley gained a new rector. Tellingly, the Reverend Lionel Foister took on the haunted parish only at the intervention of surviving members of the Bohr family to whom he was related. He had a wife, Mary Ann, many years his junior, and an adopted daughter, three-year-old Adelaide. Like Ethel Bull before her, Marianne seems to have acted as a focus for whatever was haunting Ballery. 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 <laughs> Ballery. <laughs> <laughs> for the activity now hit new levels of violence and persecution. Numerous household items vanished while objects which they did not own appeared from nowhere. Surprise! One day, Marianne took off her watch to wash her hands. Turning back to retrieve it, she found that the strap had disappeared, <coughs> though the watch still remained. Oh, that's oh. weird. Objects were frequently thrown at or past the couple, and Marianne was once struck so badly by an invisible force at as to be left with a cut and a black eye. She was thrown out of bed several times and mysteriously writings would appear connected with she her. She fell off the horse. Uh, now began to appear on the walls of the house. Wash your rectory. Uh, a full account of the Foister sufferings would run to a short book with Lionel having kept a detailed diary of events uh, from the beginning of their stay. With even Adelaide apparently struck and persecuted, these events would have given many people a nervous breakdown and with Price now on the scene, there was no shortage of, shortage of outside witnesses. Oh, this goes on and on and on. Um, the house did burn down. In 1838, Borley was uh, purchased by Captain W.H. Gregson and at midnight on the 27th of February 1939, it caught on fire and ghosts were probably not responsible. <laughs> Buying it for just £500, Gregson had insured it for £10,000. Oh, and years it. later, his son Anthony stated that the captain had started the fire himself. Oh, oh. we didn't find that information when we did the podcast yeah, on it. There is a whole lot of stuff in this article and... And I think it might be an idea to have another return to Borley Rectory. Well, we did have part one and part two already. So yeah. if you want to hear uh, the original True Hauntings podcast on that, it's case 22, Britain's Most Haunted House. That would make a good TV series. Mm. You reckon? You know, like Starring a horror story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like set in Borley Rectory with all the different timelines and how... Yeah. Like, it has been a Harry like Price movie. This actually goes on and on. It uh, did appear in the Mirror, um, uh, the UK Mirror. Um, so it would be interesting to carry forward all this information and see how it, um, yeah, relates to the stuff that we already know about Borley Rectory. But we're going to go to a, a song right now. We'll be right back to finish up the evening. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Oh, look, it's always amazing when we get to this time of the evening and um, I say to myself, I survived another night. It's just amazing. <laughs> you only just survived tonight, I'd I say. I only just survived, Cousin yeah. Steve was in fine form. He was. He's, he's rattled our guests. Yes. My rectory's been cleared for anyone yeah. that would like to know. Excellent. <laughs> so, um, yes, first of all, we go to our special guest tonight, Liz, from Norfolk Island. Thank you for special. being here. Oh, because she's not regular, mate. It's been a great <laughs> she's night. She's from Norfolk. <laughs> In Norfolk, I'm not regular. No. So how do we say goodbye in Norfolk? 
Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you. Mm. I mean, thanks for me, Yorley. <laughs> yeah, there we thank go. you very much. And uh, hopefully we will get to visit Norfolk Island again very, very soon with a group of people. Or just by ourselves. Or just by <laughs> it would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just by, by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this car, this time we're getting separate rooms, right? <laughs> yeah. Is he bringing Steve? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, I, don't think Norfolk, I don't think Norfolk's ready. <laughs> oh. Maybe if we can uh, film well, some of our ready. dark side mm. there, we can bring Cousin Steve. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Very nice. He's poor. We'd have to pay his airfare. So we might <laughs> Help need to, me, I'm poor. We might need to uh, get a GoFundMe go happening. Fund me happening. <laughs> I'll have to busk in Norfolk. Oh, <laughs> oh you won't get much. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon we could put him and Alison on stage together. I think Alison's Ooh. down in Wollongong at the moment. You've all met Alison. Oh, yes. Is she our Tahitian princess? Our Tahitian yes. princess that's oh lost God. her tiara. Yes. Oh, my God. I had some of her salt the other night. She is adorable. And I think those two, we could put them on stage and hold out a hat. Maybe yeah. Street. <laughs> I think so. I think there'd be a bit of a battle there. I don't oh, know. You haven't For met attention. Her. You haven't met the He's Tahitian princess. He's practising the for you, Alison. <laughs> She is fantastic. She would give you a run for your money, I tell you that. But uh, I think Renata could go over and do some more readings and Mm. I can sit by the the beach and twiddle my thumbs. And relax like you did last time. Yeah, Yeah. like I did last time. It was so relaxing. Thank you so very much, Liz, for being here and sharing some of your knowledge about Norfolk Island. And, Barb, thank you for bringing Liz. Big bad Barb. Big bad Barb. (laughs) Barb's been amazing this weekend. So the whole weekend's been amazing. Thank you. Did you you enjoy um, Maitland Jail? Maitland Jail. um, The the residence last night. Yeah, I've had... A great weekend. So, yeah. just a question. And this just tops it off. <laughs> Nothing will beat this. Um, in terms of intensity, is Maitland Jail experience or the residence experience more intense? Which one would you say? Well, of course, I would pick the favourite as the residence for me. Yeah. yeah. And, guys, we don't have it for much longer. We were supposed to lose it in May. Uh, we've been very lucky that council is slow in moving the process and getting their permissions and things that they need to get done. So we've got it for a little bit longer, hopefully another couple of months. So if you would like to do the residence, please go to the Maitland Jail website Look on, I think we normally do those on a Saturday night, mm-hmm, don't we? Yeah. So check out the Saturday nights. There's not many spots left for next Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think there's two or three. So please come join us. It is amazing. And you never okay. know who will come knocking at the door of no. the residence. No, you don't. No. No. On both don't. nights, um, I had great experiences. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. We had thank you to our ghosts. Other people in the room with me that hadn't been on your tour before on the first night mm-hmm. and they had a ball. Yeah. 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 We try our best. Steve, we yes. all wish you a safe and happy trip. I'll be overseas. reporting live from freezing cold America. Yeah. Are you going to uh, give us an item for the last show next week? Oh, you might have a little surprise. Mm-hmm. You have Christmas to... creepy corner. Oh, yeah, Christmas that creepy. That would be awesome. He does Christmas pick up that hand. Mm-hmm. Check out the production values on that one. Yes, mm-hmm. he likes to put in all these sound effects and things. Maybe we Boy, can, hey. we can Rival him, and we can do something, and we'll put our sound effects in. Oh, no one's coming in. It's all just going to be pre recorded. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, we will be having just Christmas songs uh, next week. Um, And of course, one of the most favourite and loved, beloved Christmas songs of all time will be Tie the Kangaroo (laughs) Dead. Oh, I was thinking about Kevin Bloody Wilson. No, no, no. No. we can't do that one no more. Can't we? What about Kevin's? He's dead. Hey, Santa Claus. He did a little, a little, a little. 
His extra leg got a bit too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it flung out a bit too far. <laughs> oh, Jake, in his rectory, I heard. <laughs> After it was oh, erected. Yeah. All right, we, we've only got seconds left. Yes. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Renata, finish us up. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we will be back for our very last show of the year next week at 8 o'clock from the studio. So, please, please, please bring your friends and your enemies to your listen to us. On Spooky Sundays, remember, stay spooky. See you on the dark side. Don't, Don't be, be a dickhead. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.